Chapter fourteen of the Rebel of the School by Mrs. L. T. Mead. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter fourteen. Ruth resigns the premiership. The next morning, Kathleen O'Hara was downstairs betimes. She ran into the kitchen and suggested to Maria that she should help her to toast the bread. Maria, who was somewhat lazy and who had already begun to appreciate Kathleen's extreme good nature, handed her the toasting fork and pointed to a heap of bread which lay cut and ready for toasting on the deal table in the centre of the kitchen. "'Dear me, Miss Kathleen,' she said, "'if only Miss Alice was as good-natured as you, why, the house would go on wheels.' "'I often help the servants at home,' said kathleen why isn't alice good-natured she's made contrary i expect miss cut on the cross i call it said cook who came forward at this juncture and offered a chair to kathleen well if that's the case i'm sorry for her said kathleen it must be very unpleasant to feel sort of peppery and salty and cross-grained all the time it isn't what you ever feel miss said cook with an admiring glance at the young lady kathleen fixed her deep blue roguish eyes on the good woman's face no she said i don't think i am cross-grained by the way cook wouldn't you like a black silk apron embroidered with violets to wear when you have done all your dirty work in the kitchen cooks don't wear black silk aprons embroidered with violets was the good woman's answers but this cook might if a nice irish girl who has plenty of money gave it to her i have it in the bottom of my trunk i asked aunt katie o'flynn to send it to me for your mistress but your mistress doesn't care for it i will give it to you cook and maria i've got a little toquet for you it is sky blue with forget-me-nots have you a young man maria most girls have haven't they wouldn't you like to walk out with him in a sky blue toquet trimmed with forget-me-nots it puts me all in a flutter to think of it miss said maria i am sure a sweeter young lady never came into this house kathleen chatted on to the retainers as she called cook and maria until she had toasted enough bread she then went into the dining-room alice was there looking pale and headachy the day was a very cold one and the fire was by no means bright kathleen's intensely rosy cheeks for the fire had considerably scorched them attracted alice's attention i wish you wouldn't do servants work she said you annoy me terribly by the way you go on oh don't be annoyed darling said kathleen softly just regard me as a necessary evil you see alice however cross you are i'd have the others all on my side there's your mother and david and ben and the two servants it isn't worth while alice if they all like me why shouldn't you alice made no reply kathleen stood still for a moment 
then she glanced at the clock it was a quarter past eight she must be out of the house in a little over a quarter of an hour if she was to meet ruth craven at the white cross corner she sat down to the table helped herself to a piece of toast and spread some butter on it a cup of tea please alice she said oh what letters are those any for me david if you give me a letter i'll i'll love you ever so much ah oh, too dave you are a treasure you are a darling you are everything that is exquisite it was alice's place to pour out the tea she poured some now very unwillingly for kathleen who drew the cup towards her stirred it absently and began to read her letters presently she uttered a little shriek it is from aunt katie o'flynn and she is crossing the channel the darling colliengo she is coming to london and she wants me to see her oh girloptious what fun i shall have boys aren't you delighted it was aunt katie o'flynn who sent me that wonderful trunk of clothes won't she give us a time now i declare i scarcely know whether i am on my head or my heels alice you'd best make yourself agreeable and join in the fun for i can assure you it's theatres and concerts and teas and dinners and oh shopping and every conceivable thing that can delight the heart of man or woman boy or girl that will be our portion while aunt katie the duck the darling the treasure is in london let me see what hotel is she going to oh the metropole where is the metropole in northumberland avenue but of course we are not going up to london said alice we are only schoolgirls we are at school and must mind our lessons i am trying for my scholarship and i mean to get it and i don't suppose even if your aunt is coming at a most inopportune time that she is going to upset everything that remains to be proved said kathleen i am not going to have aunt katie so close to me without having my bit of fun oh dear dear look at the time i must be off why are you going so early it is only half past eight i have business darling a friend to meet have you any objection kathleen did not wait for alice's answer she dashed upstairs and on the first landing she met mrs tennant who had been suffering from headache and was in consequence a little late for breakfast mrs tennant shouted kathleen i have the top of the morning as far as news is concerned it is herself that is crossing the briny she'll be in london to-night oh did you ever hear of anything quite so scrumptious but what's the matter dear kathleen i wish you wouldn't wear that really good dress going to school it is my old lavender and my old satin blouse said kathleen looking down at herself with a momentary glance ah oh, then my dear tired one it isn't dresses i'll be thinking of when aunt katie is in london she'll get me more than i can wear she'll fig you all out every one of you 
if you like you and alice and david and ben and cook and maria maria is keeping company she tells me and would like a few fine clothes naturally the creature well mrs tennant it's herself that is crossing as i said even now she is in the big steamer coming nearer and nearer to england shan't we have fun when she arrives you haven't told me who it is yet dear oh darling you haven't been listening it is the dear woman who sent me the box full of new clothes and katie o'flynn at your service but there i must be off i'll think of it all day and it will make me so happy kathleen dashed away to her own room put on her outdoor things and a moment or two later was running as fast as she could in the direction of the white cross corner there she saw a silent grave-looking girl very quietly dressed standing waiting for her here i am said kathleen and here you stand ruth and now what have you got to say for yourself i am sorry said ruth i thought when you sent susie to me with your message that i might as well come here this morning but i haven't changed my mind not a bit of it kathleen's eyes always extraordinarily dark for blue eyes now grew almost black a flash of real anger shot through them don't you think it is rather mean she said to give me up when you promise to belong to me to give me up altogether and go with those dreadful proud paying girls it isn't that said ruth and you know it it is just this i can't belong to two sides cassandra wilden offers me an advantage which i dare not throw away it is most essential to me to win the sixty pounds scholarship if i win it i shall be properly educated when i leave school i'll be able to take the position of my dear father had he lived would have wished for me i shall be able to support granny and grandfather you see for yourself kathleen that i can't refuse it it isn't a question of choice it is a question of necessity i love you kathleen i will always love you and be faithful to you but i can't give up the scholarship i don't want you to said kathleen but why shouldn't you belong to me and yet take the scholarship i don't want you to be with me all the time you can go to that horrible detestable girl when it is necessary and have your odious coach to post you up but i want you more than anybody else don't you know how i love you can't you do both think it over ruth i have thought it over and i can't do it i would if i could but it isn't to be done it wouldn't be right to you nor right to cassandra well i think you are very mean i think i hate you kathleen turned aside she was impulsive high-spirited and defiant but where her passions were concerned her heart was very soft she burst into tears now and flung her arms around ruth's neck i like a lot of people she said i like mrs tennant and even susie although she's not up to much and two or three other girls but i only love you in the whole of england i only love you 
and you are going to give me up no i will still be your friend but you have refused to join my society you have refused to belong to the wild irish girls i can't help myself but you promised i know i did i made a mistake kathleen there's no help for it i shall love you even if i don't belong to the society now there is nothing more to be said ruth distangled herself from kathleen's embrace and putting wings to her feet ran in the direction of the school kathleen stood just where she had left her over her face was a passing a rapid and curious change do i love her any longer she said to herself oh i think i think i still love her but she has slighted me she will be sorry some day oh dear the only girl in the whole of england that i love has slighted me she has thrown ridicule upon me she said that she would be my prime minister and she has resigned everything for that horrible cassandra she will be sorry yet i know she will End of chapter 14